0: An undiscovered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place, now close your eyes Take my hand, we are almost there Our favorite place on earth Massachusetts
1: Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arricchetti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Taste of Massachusetts or by using hashtag Taste of Mass. You can join the conversation tonight by calling 508 Eight seven one seven thousand. That's five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand. Once again, I'm your host Vincent Aricetti, and joining me tonight for the first hour, Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines from Julio's Liquors. How are you?
2: Vinny. I know good. it's
1: been almost like two months now I know. since the champagne episode. I
2: need I needed a fix. This is almost I needed my taste of Massachusetts fix.
1: This is almost three months. That's horrible. That's like true. you. Oh, you even have your music.
2: Thank you. We a, we it had took had me a lo- second to find it. <laughs> and, of course. My, my heart, my beautiful heart. But it makes me feel so at home.
1: And, of course, producing tonight, behind the glass, Cam, back again. Here I am. On the ones and twos. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so, we generally do shout-outs at the start of the show. And uh, tonight it's going to be kind of a really big shout-out for the city town of Westport because you and I got to do uh, another one of Tony and Vinny's uh, fantastic voyages to the Westport River, excuse me, Westport River's winery, but we really did so much more than just the winery. We did the winery, we then went to Buzzard's Bay Brewery, and we hit a boatload of restaurants along the way. Perry's
2: Bakery, Marguerites, we went to Four four uh cousins
1: no eight cousins eight co- I eight think I was eight. so I um, we're going to go through all of those and but before we do I want to ask you just kind of straight out what was your favorite uh what, like from the day cuz we did yeah we did What like, was
2: my favorite flavor? I
1: think we did four <laughs> well the crazy thing is we did four restaurants the winery the brewery tours then the tastings at the winery and the brewery so like of everything that happened what was your favorite part of the day
2: Oh my goodness! Um, I would have to say my favorite part of the day was playing hacky sack with um Harry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't hacky sack. It was no, um, well, cornhole. It was cornhole. Did it was you, cornhole. No, I just called the, oh, cornhole hacky sack. Oh my. In the um, uh, video but rev- even though I was slaughtered by him. Yeah,
1: in the video review, did you see the um his mm-hmm. amazing shot?
2: You captured him <laughs> sinking it right in the hole. And, and that was probably – that wasn't the winning – that wasn't no, his but, winning point, but that was definitely, like, it really put another –
1: Well, the, uh, right, right before he did that, I caught yours that, like, just totally missed the board <laughs> entirely.
2: First of all, I have to say it was very windy. Yes, it Second was. of all, he had home, home court advantage. Yes. And third of all –
1: he plays probably every day, he right? He <laughs> just
2: is a beast. He's, yeah. a f- he's a cornhole beast, and I talked a big game, and I'm a good loser. I'm a good loser. <laughs> a good loser. I, um, I, all I can say is is that he totally bested me, but it was fun.
1: It happens. It was Um really fun. It happens. <laughs> um, my favorite part of the day was getting to meet um, their dog, who is a Westie. She's a rescue Westie, and her name is Stormy. And as soon as so she jumped cute. out of uh his truck, I immediately jumped over and like
0: You have a Westie? Yeah. Do you have a thing for westies yeah, by I, any chance? You know
1: I have. Uh, several. <laughs> yeah. I have and have had several. They're, they're wonderful little guys. And Especially just, when they're rescues and they're, they're just so much more appreciated. And it and makes
2: you like just love, um, Rob Russell that much more. knowing oh, that not only is he like an amazing winemaker, but he's like such an, uh, important part of that the Westport area. When we were at Perry's, the um the the head baker at Perry's was like, "Oh, are you going over to visit Rob? Take <laughs> him a twist, take him a cinnamon twist." So like he, like everyone knows him, and he's such a nice guy. And then he rescues dogs.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's the, like the nicest guy in the, the world. The nicest guy in the world. And he just happens to own a beautiful winery with two beautiful tasting rooms.
2: Yeah, um, upstairs so, and downstairs. Yes.
1: So when we went to Perry's, um. And uh I got this um, you remember this beautiful cupcake. uh, cupcakes, which we did not eat because there was so much so much, so many other things. I got my there. Eccles.
2: I got my eccles for the first time. I never had an eccles before.
1: Yeah, so eccles are basically um they're kind of like I guess the best way to describe it would be a cinnamon roll with Like raisins. Like, right, but a little bit denser. Um it's,
2: it's a it's a um almost like a Danish but with Without the frosting and more with like a um raisin glaze. Yeah,
1: and it was um. Yeah, it was really good.
2: That was that was really good. I'd never have them before, so now I I can definitely check that off the list of desserts and treats that I've needed to needed to try. I
1: really wanted their turnovers. I didn't get them. I saw their cookies. I didn't get them. You
2: had your eyes on the chorizo. Yes,
1: I (laughs) well the other thing I wanted was their um um what were the square whatever the squares were but they had chorizo like i don't know what would like you savory co-
2: turnover they were basically a savory savory turnover right
1: imagine if like a hot pocket was actually made by a real baker and instead of putting in like junk like processed meat they used chorizo which obviously very close being close to New Bedford and Fall River uh very large um uh, portuguese population there and so they get really quality ingredients uh we talked to the owner for god she was so sweet yeah we were there almost an hour and i it was kind of surprising how long we were chatting about how um she took it over from someone who was named perry that wasn't her and they did like they do all these crazy things like um what was the cakes they were talking about the dis- uh, the bir- baby oh. announcement gender cakes
2: I, I knew this was a thing, but I forgot about it. So they basically use white frosting and they glaze over the cake, but the cake is colored it's to either, either pink, pink or, or blue, blue for a girl or a boy. And she was saying that they even did a twin one where um, it was like multi-layered because <laughs> the twins, it was one girl and one boy. <laughs> but how, how cute is that? And it's, it's nice too because didn't you get just like such a homey feeling there? Like you walk oh, yeah. in and you felt like, you immediate- know that could be like your aunt or your or your um your uncle's place. Like yeah. you just like walk in and you felt like you were family.
1: The amazing thing is they just started talking. They just started talking to you. What do you want? What do you like? What do you not like? And I mean, yeah, that you only get that type of stuff find in those places that are. I mean, it, it was on a main road. It wasn't like hidden. Yeah. But it was still great. Um, I did. You saw the little recap video I did of just. I mean, we're only there an hour. And it had over two thousand views on Instagram, which usually instagram's hard to get a lot of view like usually you post a video on Instagram, and it's like, "Oh, we like pictures better but uh, <laughs> people were people were really uh, really well received it uh yeah, it was well received, and the comments like there are people who um vacation in the area, and they were like, "Oh my God, every time we go there we go, yeah, and so when the locals go there, when people who vacation there go there, you know it's good,
2: yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and that was just one stop.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> that was that, our first. Like, that was like when, a good foot in the door. Yeah. And
1: when we left there, that wasn't even, that wasn't even 11 a.m. like when we left. In other, in other words, our day was like still just starting. Just starting. Yeah. Which, which, uh, in retrospect was kind of, uh, kind of telling about how much, uh, like we really do when we go, like when we go on these, we did Truro last year. Uh, at the end of August, and, like, we really, like, looking back on those various days... We do a lot. Like we hit a lot of spots.
2: We cr- we basically graze at every place that <laughs> will take us in. <laughs> we're like, "Hello, we're here. Give us some appetizers." And no, whatever.
1: no, we never tell yeah. them. Well, no, until we after, until after, yeah, until yeah. after. When you can't. they when
2: they wonder why we're taking like a bazillion pictures and laughing and having like yeah. such a good time. Well,
1: I mean that was the that was the thing that they were like, uh, "Why are you taking so many photos?" and And we were kind of like, oh, hold on, hold on, let let me finish, let me finish. And then uh, afterwards when we told them, they were like, oh wow. And, uh, they're always, everyone's always appreciative. So I I would,
2: I would have to say though, hands down, my favorite flavor food wise was the, um, at Marguerites, the fried calamari.
1: Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about Marguerites, then the winery, then the brewery, then. Ten cousins. Did we go anywhere else?
2: I can't, it's gone from four to eight to ten. Yeah. You need to figure. It's ten. I think it's ten cousins.
1: Ten. I think it's ten cousins. <laughs> so, I have it in my notes. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back.
2: <laughs> she keeps a moa chandelier in her
3: pretty cabinet. the mm-hmm. cake. She says, just like Marie Antoinette.
1: 508 871 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting in with us for the first hour, at least. <laughs> I know, wanted to have you for the whole show, but you have a real life, unlike me. So <laughs> you have real places to go. I
2: wanted to be here for the whole show, but I'm know, trying to support fault, the, yes. the old boyfriend in yes. his singing endeavors. So. <laughs> well, I'll come, I'll it's nice back. to have dreams, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Oh, my
2: God. So so, I was savoring over the picture that you just re-showed me of Marguerite's amazing. Yes,
1: Marguerite's in Westport. Hands
2: down the best calamari I've ever had in my life, and I'm not just saying that like that is the truth.
1: Yeah, so the second stop right down the street from Perry's was Marguerite's. And we kind of.
2: We went there for lunch, but we didn't. I wish we had more time. We kind of rushed there. it a
1: little. Not, not by design, but you know, just cause sometimes that happens. But, um, oh my god, if we could go back to one spot and just sit there and eat all day. <laughs>
2: like the, the few things that we got were the um, amazing quality and cooked per- perfectly, like absolutely perfectly. Like the calamari was the most tender. I've yeah. ever had. Yeah, the calamari the really was so
1: good. It's it, I don't want to say it surprised me. It was so good because that that's not fair. But it, it's just it was so good. I, the first piece I had, I said, "Oh my God, this is cooked absolute just perfectly." There's no way the rest of it can be too. And every piece I had was cooked perfectly. The only time I've ever had it as perfectly cooked as that was when my brother made it for I think it was like Christmas or something, and he was, you know, frying it to order, and he did it just in the corn flour and blah, 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 and, you know, all the crazy, did everything <laughs> himself, cleaned them himself. Um, that's the only time it was ever as fresh, perfect, and it's, it's shocking because we both kind of looked at each other at the same time and said, oh, my God, this is amazing. And even after, as we were walking out, we were kind of joking that – um You know, we didn't want to sound like, oh, my God, this is the best ever just because it's the last thing we tasted. But it really was. Yeah.
2: Like, I still, I mean, I'm like, I still to this day, like, it was so long. It was, like, two Two weeks weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. But I've been craving it ever since. And I literally, Vinny, I'm not joking with you. I, like, kind of dreamt about it the other night. (laughs) I was, like, (laughs) really, like, it was so, like, I was just craving it. So, I don't know about you, but I think I'm gonna be, have to go back to Marguerite's sometime soon yeah. to get the calamari. But then also, like, I was dying to have their one of their burgers, but we didn't have time. No, the goat. There was like a goat cheese topped burger. Yeah, it was an Alp, It was called the Alpine burger, I think. Any, yeah, I something think like it, that. I think and, it
1: was some. There was something. I think it was goat cheese and fig spread. On like, a burger. On a burger. Which, and like, we looked, both were looking at and we're like, oh well, God. maybe we could get one and split it. Or...
2: <laughs> like, do we have time? Yeah, which,
1: which of course. The we...
2: next time we go out to Westport Rivers, if we go yeah. out for harvest for whatever reason, we have to go there for lunch.
1: Well, the other thing we were talking about was I thought the um, crab cakes were great as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Practically no filling, all crab And then they
2: had a really, really good like sauce glaze on top of it. Like it was, um, like, like spicy, but not so spicy that you couldn't taste the crab. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was just the, some type of aioli. I think it was some type
1: of aioli, which was, which was great as well. But, um, I know we have to, so you just set up not to do a total sidebar, but you just set up a day for us to go to. Um what what was the vineyard in the uh, one
2: the most recent one? In or Menden.
1: The, w- the one in Menden. Val- oh, a Vandervach? which they make awesome. I didn't know if you knew wines. them.
2: Do you kn- you know Vander you know that the blueberry they I do- was there for their tasting. Yes. Remember that okay. yeah. So okay. they do
1: a blueberry. I wasn't sure if you remembered. They do a blueberry wine, so it's it's
2: they do it's, dry, sweet and semi sweet. And blueberry. then they do a
1: blueberry cranberry.
2: And they do a blueberry peach.
1: And they right. And I and one of them I can't remember which one I brought to uh, my parents for uh, Christmas.
2: Oh, awesome! Yeah, so I'm so excited about that too. Be, like, th- we have a lot of really fun little. But you know, that's on only horizon.
1: 30 minutes away from Marguerite's.
2: Oh. Uh, because it's only 10
1: uh, minutes away from me, so I'm just saying, we could, there's not a lot. There's not we'll, a lot in Mendon, so. <laughs> I think
2: that would. We should go back there and like actually sit down and get. Multiple things. Like go
1: early. Like we should do go before we go. Drive yeah. down there and then come back up and work our way back up. Totally. 95.
2: Oh my god! <laughs> See, we're like making, we're going out of our way just to go to Marguerite's, and it, you have to admit to like right when we pulled up, my heart just like bl- blossomed. because oh, it's, it's do- so cute. Yeah, it's like this. It's like the cutest place you've ever seen. I'm
1: I'm trying to think of what it. It kind of looks like if there was um. If there was, like, an 80s show about a little restaurant slash diner, because it's not a diner. It's a restaurant. It's clean. It's beautiful. By the way, their bathrooms are huge. Like, I don't know how to – I don't know why it just stuck in my (laughs) head. But, like, usually you go into a bathroom, especially in a lot of places that are, like – Westport or on the cape and mm-hmm. you know space is a is at a commodity and it's tiny little things and it, like i remember stepping in and i'm like wait is this the bathroom it's it was huge mm-hmm. and i don't know i don't know why but i just thought that was funny um but it's like one of those places that you would think would be an eighty in an 80s sitcom you know always clean always well lit, always um
2: and it, it definitely had that like you knew the locals go, go there. Oh yeah, well like, it was packed at was, 11
1: a.m. on a Monday.
2: Yeah, it was like we walked in and it like it was filled with people from the area who like know that that's the place to go.
1: Absolutely. And
2: we got like when we walked in, it was, like you could sense that like they could tell you aren't from around these parts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though we're just from like a half an hour down the road. I know, you know right? d- but like, we walked in and we were kinda like, okay, like, this is where the people go, they know the food, they know this is where the quality of food is. So. I
1: wanted, to, I wanted to joke that um, you know, this segment is sponsored by the... Westport, Massachusetts Travelers and Tourism Bureau. Well,
2: it's so funny that you said that because my friend who saw the post, one friend in the industry, um, a, a wine, one of my wine oh, vendors, in the industry. was like, "So, did Westport like pay you guys to go and like do advertising for them?" And I was like, "No, we literally just did it because we want, like, we thought it would be fun, and it was." Wait, is that a thing? Like, seriously?
1: <laughs> someone, someone, get on the phone and call uh, Portland, uh, Portland, Maine, right?
2: I know, right? Oh my God! Well, actually, there are some wineries in Portland. Really? Yeah. Actually, there is a wine. Um, there is a. I forget. I. I'll have to look up on the break the name of it. But right next to um Bissell Brothers in downtown Portland, there is a winery right next door.
1: Wow! Because so. they they have so much blueberry, they must do a blueberry up there.
2: I'm sure. Like I'm sure seriously, we, we
1: should bring one of the. Wow. The, the Van Der like, This is crazy blueberry. how much I know. I know that Vanderbach in Menden makes a blueberry wine. I know that Neshoba Valley Winery, make, of course, they make, make a few. They make a few. A, they a make a few and, a sweet. and they make their Azul, which is a $50 bottle of uh, Port style blueberry wine, which is unfreaking believable. Um, then, like, we could take those two bottles—not not the fifty-dollar one, because there's no—we could take two bottles of blueberry wine up to Maine, mm-hmm. and then get two bottles of blueberry wine in Maine and do a taste test in Maine just on blueberry wine. Like, like this is
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're really gonna dissect the local. And we blueberry will wine. do
1: that just for our listeners, <laughs> just for you. We will drink four bottles of blueberry wine in Maine, probably on the ocean somewhere. I'll join.
2: <laughs> yeah, w- I volunteer. Totally, we need a, we need a roadie, we need a, what, well, um you can be our, uh, our pit crew yes. on the road. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, like, I- really As long as I get in on the wine, I'm, I'm happy. See, this is a re- like, I wish
1: it was, e- cause radio is kinda tough to do r- live remotes and stuff, like, I wish it was easier to do live remotes, cause I would totally, every Friday, do one somewhere different from seven to nine. Oh yeah. I mean obviously so I'd have to bring on. you for the wine and then <laughs> I can have other people for other various things but uh it is uh it, it we do this just for you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well actually like Westport was like you should come back on a Westport River winery was basically like we do sunset events on oh, Friday yeah. nights and now it'd be amazing to do a live remote there and like wash the sunset and drink some of the farmers fizz and look at me. I'm just like, I know.
1: <laughs> well, no, because people, I don't think anyone realizes just how majest- like literally majestic I was taking a video of just the panoramic. And you feel like you're in the middle, not in the middle of nowhere, but you feel like you're in the middle of. I don't know what. Uh, because you just have all these vines and. There is something hills really. And
2: there is something really like calming over yeah. Westport and just being close to the water.
1: And very serene. 508
2: 871
1: 7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Five oh eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back everybody. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetty, Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines from Julio's Liquors, sitting in, recapping um
2: (laughs) our amazing (laughs) adventure. Our awesome trip to
1: um (laughs) to Westport, which um man, we gotta do like every time we do like we do one, we've only done two, but like every time we do it afterwards, I'm just like the whole week after, I'm just like nothing's gonna top that this week. You know? Like, like that was the best day ever. I have to have like one of my dogs on me sleeping, snoring and just mm-hmm. be like, "Okay, this is almost yeah. better."
2: The rest of the day at work, I just kept thinking <laughs> Monday was so, so fun. fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and plus we did so we did all these uh we did all these videos of you uh interviewing the people and then I did what I like to call recap videos where um, it 's not the interview it 's just you know all the panoramics and all the things we tasted, drank, what have you um, and they were all great they were all great so on to after marguerite's we was <laughs>
2: like half after, hour we 've only talked about yeah, two restaurants after marguerites, we finally got to the Big the place that we our 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 visions were and we yes. we wanted to go to Westport River um winery and we had a meeting with Rob Russell who's the co owner him and his brother mm-hmm. um own the winery and he agreed to meet us and gave us an amazing <laughs> tour of the property he took us um to in the tasting room i didn't even realize there's a tasting room upstairs. Yeah,
1: which is beautiful, that by the is way. like
2: a beautiful refurbished bar area that was, that had all the sun coming in.
1: Plus, you're burying the lead. He has a fireplace on the first floor and then a separate fireplace on the second floor <laughs> he that's knows like how to open. Set the mood. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I, I, I took, I took video of it and posted you know, added it to, to the recap. And even um, I had a few family members saying, wait, where is that? And it's just a beautiful little reef. I don't know if it's a refurbished barn or whatever, mm-hmm. but the downstairs tasting room, the upstairs tasting room with the super long bar and all that natural light. I know people hate when I say when people say natural light, but I don't care. I love it. Yeah. Um, you can overlook the entire property from there. Um, and then on top of all that, we actually got to taste. We tasted two wines, right?
2: Yeah, we. He, well, he opened up the Farmer's Fizz Rosé uh, for us, which because that was like that's my favorite. And you're sold out of that, right? Um, the Brut, but I know I was like grilling Rob when I was there. I was like, "When are you getting back the Farmer's Fizz Brut, like the regular Brut?" Because we've been out for so long, and I want it. And luckily for everyone who's been waiting, just like me, um, apparently they said soon they're bottling it. I think at the end of this month, and so. Luckily, it will be back in well, April. Well, just
1: because, like, I don't want to like talk about it for you know fifteen twenty minutes and then everyone and then it's say, oh yeah, you can't get it by the <laughs> yeah, way. No, you.
2: we have the rosé, which I actually I, I prefer the rosé. I actually so. do.
1: I normally don't like rosé, but this. So the thing is, this farmer's fizz, it's done more like
2: like a prosecco. Uh,
1: more like a prosecco, and and it's
2: playful. It's bottled in a beer bottle, and it has a crown ca- um cap, ta- like um uh, cap, yeah. So you and can it's, just pop and it, it right but it off. still
1: pops. And it is, uh, you know, I like the girly drinks, so of course it it has a little higher sugar content, so it definitely uh, definitely caters to my uh, to my fancy. But I, it really is, uh, it really is good. Um, and part of the reason why I guess he does it is they do champagne, they do a champagne style. You can't say champagne, of course. Mm-hmm. They do a champagne style. Um, what, what was the they, other one we tasted? No, no, cu- was it a cuvee? The
2: RJR, their flagship yeah. um, sparkling. Uh, flagship sparkling wine done in the traditional champagne method. Um, and the RJR stands for, um, Robert Russell Jr. Ju- um, RJR.
1: Oh, right, cause he's the, he's the, yeah.
2: Yeah, which, who is the father and, um, who is his, Rob's father who, like, started the farm, started the winery. Um, and that is their flagship sparkling and that one is made from, basically, like, all the grapes going on on that property, which Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier. So I believe they use all the traditional champagne grapes, and they make the RJR. And that was fantastic, because that was totally different from the Farmer's Fizz. That one had more structure, more complexities, had more of that yeasty quality that you get from traditional champagne.
1: And less sugar, so I liked the Farmer's Fizz better.
2: (laughs) So Vinny uh, dazed out when we were tasting that one. No, I I think... uh,
1: (laughs) We didn't even, I mean, we, you know, one bottle, it's not a huge bottle, it's a, you know, yeah. beer-sized bottle, uh, but I was definitely refilling my glass, because uh, after that, I don't think I drank anything else, because I was, Until I was the one the driving. Brewery. Yeah, yeah but I you're only, you're had, a I only being, had a taste, I only had a taste of the brewery, but the beautiful thing was, and what people really went gaga over, was, um, we did a video asking him about the farmer's fizz, and, and that was great, and he talked a little bit about the sunsets and all that wonderful stuff they do on Friday nights, but... We then got to tour, wasn't literally a cellar, but we got to tour his what they they're calling it a wine cellar, where they put up the Their champagne style, yeah. right? And I didn't realize that like you were saying, it had to. They I didn't realize they have to sit for like 15 years. They have to rotate them. They freeze the tops in order to take it out and then rebought like. The whole process he went through was unbelievable.
2: The champagne process is so intricate, and there are so many steps that have to happen. And I know a lot of, like, even I was surprised because I know that, I know that the champagne has to rest for a while um, on the dead yeast cells to right. help get those flavors and complexities. But I didn't realize at Westport there are some um, expressions that they let age for, like, 15, 15 years. 15 years,
1: yeah, that's amazing.
2: I was so shocked by that. And so we saw that room. We saw that beautiful um, wooden barn area and all the bottles that were lying. They were, like, covered in dust, just nestled away, snuggling and sleeping, uh, waiting for their moment to be basically um labeled and and sent out to market. So how, how cool was that to get that toy? I know.
1: I wanted I I I was good though. We took that nice video and I put it on the Julio's page, not on my Facebook, but on Julio's Facebook. So <laughs> people can check that out there, but I wanted to steal that one cuz that just seeing how they did it and the process and the what do they call the thing? So in the in the champagne process before um when they're rotating the bottles, what what is that big thing called? Is it a tumbler?
2: That was the gyro or palette.
1: Gyro palette. Yeah, I could <laughs> never... <laughs> But it looks like this medieval torture device, I know. except it's stacked with bottles. And um,
2: That's what they use to rotate. So they, right. they're they using it to rotate the bottle slowly over time so that all the dead yeast cells collect at the top. And like you said, then they can dump it in. Well, ice. they freeze, freeze it, it and, it and, then, and then let it let pop out. Pop
1: it out and then bottle it and uh, put it in the top and then you're done. Yeah. But that's an amazing process. And he basically said, um, because there's extra sugar in it, the yeast cells keep eating that, carbonate it, because the carbonation has nowhere to go but get infused straight into the wine, and uh, that's how they get it sparkling. Yeah. And so that's 15 capturing. years. 15 years, though. Just for, I mean... You have to it, invest a lot of time, that's love, what,
2: energy, and, and money. Right. Well, you know?
1: everyone always says, why is champagne more expensive? And that's kind of the reason. I mean, when something takes longer, it's more of an investment of time and... Time's a function of money, and there you go.
2: Exactly. He was even
1: saying he wanted more – like, he was trying to tell other wineries to start doing this as well so that they could –
2: Well, it made sense. It was interesting. I think he wants Massachusetts to be sort of, uh, you know, a state that would promote and and make sparkling wine. And if you think about the Mecca of sparkling wine, which is Champagne, France, that is in a really cool climate area in the north part of France. And, like, we're in a really cool climate area – in the north of the United States, so it only makes sense like that. Our climate being cold w- would, w- you know, yeah, it'd be, would, conducive would be conducive for it. Be yeah. conducive to it. So well, he was
1: even. I, I even asked because I, you know, I I'm a nerd about this stuff. I love reading about it and understanding the science. Um, the Canadian side of the Niagara Falls region tried for a very. I I guess I don't know how long, but they tried for a few years in the late 90s to become kind of a champagne style region and even they weren't able to do it just because he was saying it's such a time commitment that a lot of times people are just like you know what I don't I can't invest the time or the space to put up you know x number of bottles and not get anything out of that for you know 15 20 years
2: yeah cuz yeah. i mean
1: think about it you got to make it and then by the time it's done and ready to go then 15 years in now you have to market it you know,
2: it it definitely is a t- like a commitment on so many different levels, and I think that's another reason why red wine tends to be a lot more expensive than white wine too, because most red wines, spend you know, spend some time, spend in, some barrel. time yeah. in barrel and then in bottle, and so you like you said, time is money, and so it's it just it was amazing to see that done on such a um you know small scale and basically like in our backyards, and I I. Totally encourage people to go out and check it out. And whether you're a sparkling wine fan or not, it's still something cool to see and to learn about it. And you will they have other things there besides sparkling wine. They have a bunch of still wines that you can try. They actually have some really unique grapes there, too. So they have a little bit of something for everyone.
1: But it's more about just so relaxing and beautiful there. And, man, once you're there, like, there's nothing around you, nothing to worry about. Although I do have to say uh, – Wi Fi was pretty good the whole time. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Then when we come back, we got to get to our trip to Buzzards Bay, Brewing, and then Ten Cousins. Ten Cousins, was it? I don't know. It was good. That's all I know.
2: I had. I definitely think it was Ten Cousins. I
1: had pizza six times that week, for the, and I had not had pizza in like months. You, so crazy. 508 871 7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back.
2: And all the girlies say I'm pretty
0: fly for a white guy
1: 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts Talking with Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines from Julio's Liquors. All right Hopefully this will be the this might be the last segment we talk about Westport, but we're always talking about different things. So then, after we visited Westport Rivers Winery and got a tour of their champagne cellar, I'm just calling it that because that's what it is, even though it's not a cellar and it's not champagne. But
2: <laughs> their sparkling wine um, storage yes, facility. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um,
1: we got to go to Buzzards Bay Brewing Company, which is owned by the same people, uh, not on the same. Property property, it was like a, down the street yeah, like a short couple drive of miles away. away, um but that uh, I think is where you had the most fun initially
2: <laughs> i well, I like loved everything, but i I had been to Westport before, yeah, like Westport rivers before, so I had been there, and i have had the wines and and everything, so going to Buzzards Bay. Um, I had been to Buzz's Bay before, too, but that was a little bit of a different experience because I didn't really get a chance to actually, like, hang out there and stay for a while. It was more just, like, a quick thing. Right. So to actually go and to, like, meet the brewer, Harry, who was, like, such a fun guy. Yeah,
1: very laid back. Yeah, very laid wanted to chill. go out for burgers and beers with us, and we're like, uh, we kind of can't.
2: Like, we have He's to like, come a- on, a new bar- Uh, uh-huh. what, what do you want to bring us? Um, New, Bedford? New Bedford. New Bedford. He's like, come on to New Bedford. We'll go out, and I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, like, well, I would. Tol- I'm totally. Oh, I would do I'm it. Totally just cool to rain check on that. Yeah. But in that moment, we couldn't because it yeah. was like we. Hit, it's we like three salt. o'clock,
1: and he's like, come on, let's. I'll meet you there at seven. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but
2: he was cool. We like we had a good time looking at all the like the facility, and it was fun to get to try yeah. some of the beers. And we got um, – yeah, so I didn't we, even realize he crafted some of the recipes.
1: Yeah. So the one we tried was the Buzzard's Bay IPA, which is probably their biggest seller. I think I that's think what the he fla- said.
2: I think the Golden Flounder, actually. Yeah. Oh, the Golden Flounder Pale looking, Ale yeah, is their flagship.
1: Well, there are three main ones, Golden Flounder, Swamp Yankee, and Buzzard's Bay IPA. And um, it, yeah, I, I think uh, you guys finished off a growler, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs>
2: Well, we needed to. Well, you weren't we driving, needed, so we were thirsty while we were playing our game. Yeah, and
1: then while so then you cornhole, played cornhole. We but were thirsty. What really amazes me? Obviously, they all build out beautiful tasting rooms, which is important because mm-hmm. you know people come out. They have a huge tent for facilities out back.
2: Yeah, so like even like during the colder parts yeah. of the year, you can. They have a tent that's enclosed that you can use to hang out in. Um, I guess. Like it's, hu- but they, it's huge. It's not it's, like,
1: like it's not just like, oh, they put up a tent because there's a wedding there and blah blah. blah. No, it's like it's like a huge a f- three seasons, huge yeah,
2: tent that 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 is open to kind of hang, chill, grab some beers. Um, one thing too that I thought was so cool is that they just have like a lot going on there every yeah. night. They have something going on. They, cornhole
1: tournaments, cor- obviously. Cornhole
2: tournaments. A lot um, of bands. On Thursday on, they have live music on Friday nights and Saturday nights. So.
1: I I think the thing that they should be pushing way more, especially when it's colder out, they have three or four fire pits.
2: They do outside. But but it's like,
1: it's like, they're the type of fire pits where if I put one in my backyard, that's what they would be. They're like these stone edifices with seating, and then they're like separated, and then, you know, you think, you think, oh, this is the area, and then you look behind one of the stone walls and there's another fire pit there like it's it's very well thought out to have you know to maximize space um and like I,
2: on a chilly af, on a chilly evening you know <laughs> or like you yesterday you can bear it yeah or it,
1: yesterday when it's 65 and then today when it's snowing like it doesn't matter one way or the other because they've got those <laughs> damn fire fits um but it it's I, I i think that's really what they should be um because i was asking him because obviously we we're there during the day and the, obviously the fire pits weren't weren't lit, and I was like, do you have any photos of this when they're lit? And he's like, no, and I'm like, damn, that would be, you know, fade out of a nice little fire pit photo or well, video Well, or maybe that's
2: an excuse to go back, hang out with Harry, <sighs> play some more cornhole, take some pics of the fire I, pit. <laughs> I, I think,
1: you know, Harry's one of the, a lot of brewers that I've met, they seem to have this uh, commonality. They like to drink beer just as much, if not more, than brewing it. And he definitely seemed like uh <laughs> he definitely seemed like that type of guy,
2: you know, what? that's not such a bad thing no no you at know, all. it's w- one thing that I think was so great about the whole experience is just how Everyone was so nice and welcoming and pleasant mm. from, like, from the very beginning at Perry's way through, even when we went to Ten Cousins so um, for I, dinner. They were so nice to you I, there. They were like, come on back. Let <laughs> me show you where we cook our pizza. Like, it was relaxed. So
1: we did stop at Cozy Nook for uh, for um, coconut shrimp.
2: Oh, I forgot! I forgot. about So we did
1: hit four places. And
2: actually, what were the um the golden wings that I had? Because those were yeah, you never had Gold
1: Fever wings before. I I thought that was weird.
2: I didn't know that was a thing. Ninety nine. I've never heard of Gold Fever wings before in my life.
1: Yeah, and they were they were. I mean, they tasted just like the ninety nine. What I
2: liked about the Cozy Nook wings is that they were no shrimpy wings. They were like voluptuous, plump, like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i never heard anyone refer to wings Wh- as a lobster. You know, like sometimes you order wings and you're like, yeah, really they're tiny annoyed because they're like dried like, little winglets. Because like you go to a
1: horrible place like you know Buffalo Wild Wings where they're tiny little. All right, all right, all right, all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, but
2: then so this uh, place was like I thought that they butchered a whole chicken just for me to have. Right, right, right,
1: right. no, because they were huge. They were huge. But then of course, um, the place I think we both liked. Well, I don't know if we liked it the most, but it was definitely great. Was Ten Cousins um in Westport, because not only do they have an awesome um uh, coal fire, I don't know if it was coal fire or not, but they have this beautiful brick oven where they do their pizzas in, which are obviously great, but they have the giant meatball, which you didn't like as much as me. You and
2: love the giant meatball. I
1: love the giant meatball, because what they did, it, well, they called it the jumbo meatball, not giant, but what they did is they have it cooking in sauce, they take it out, they put sauce in the plate, then they put the meatball down, then they put cheese on top, then they put it in the oven. The cheese melts and like covers and coats it. I got a nice mm, photo of it, that obviously. Is a good photo. Um and then they and then they serve it like that. And so I I just thought it was great because it's a little bit different than what everyone else does and it was still it was still really good. Yeah,
2: no, and I and I really liked the pizza too and the people who were there dining were really like they like we had a lot of people come up to us and just be like this is the best food in Washington yeah
1: Fort. well they i mean they saw me taking a million pictures of my little light and like, <laughs> you know.
2: and they got they were like yeah th- they're like you're at the right place you've come to the right place like this is this is legit this is legit food
1: i'm trying to remember what pizza we got i know it had arugula on top was it the it sausage was, um,
2: it was sausage and arugula and parmesan and ricotta i believe that was ricotta sausage
1: yeah. and arugula which uh it was really good and Neapolitan style. I like burnt crust. burnt me too. Ends. Like me it, too. If it's burnt, it's done. If it's not burnt, it's not done at all. Um, and uh, obviously, no drinking because at that point, I think we we yeah. had had a fill. Oh, I know, and I'm
2: sure wait, everyone listening is probably like, okay. So after this whole day of gorging, yes, the answer is yes. Vinny did have to like roll me into the <laughs> car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the crazy thing is, the next night was, um, for those who follow the page and whatnot on Facebook, Instagram, and everything, the next night I went to Charcoal Guido's that, in that Waltham, was, and you saw all those photos. That looked amazing. They tried to kill us with food. They,
2: um, <laughs> what was that long pizza the rectangle? It was. Pizza that looked really good. They call good. it
1: the White Devil, and what it is, is it is, um, it is mozza- fresh mozzarella, white truffle oil, and and uh, large sliced pepperoni. Oh my god! On a flatbread style instead of the Neapolitan round style, that was easily my favorite thing. That and, and you saw, I remember you saw that and you commented immediately. And then the other thing, of course, was uh, the antipasto, which yeah, is huge. Yeah, and
2: the antipasto, um, you told me was very, Eight, very reasonably priced. for eighteen
1: dollars. It's easily i think that's a four person at least and the the amount of prosciutto that they give you is unreal
2: and the and they didn't they didn't
1: they didn't didn't, like a lot of times uh everyone says you know do they overdo it for you guys for your photos and whatnot no no not at all it
2: was like authentic Uh well the beauty of that is like someone like me who my parents live right down the street in newton and i visit them all the time i'm on moody street a lot like mm-hmm. a couple times a month i'm on moody street for whatever reason my dentist is on moody street <laughs> i go like i i'm there a lot i'm sorry you don't mean a lot <laughs> i know but so like i go to my dentist. I'm, and i've driven by charcoal guidos t- a dozens yeah hundreds of times thousands of times and i've always been like oh i'm curious about that place but after watching your video like the next time i'm in waltham i'm going there because the pieces look just amazing, and you know I love charcuterie.
1: Well, make sure to, um, make sure to tell them that. <laughs> you know. I
2: will, I totally will.
1: Alright, eight seven one seven thousand. 7000 Do you want to stay for another segment, or do you have to go?
2: Oh, you can stay for a quick segment. Okay,
1: one more segment, uh, with Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines, when we come back. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Our number two of the show here on a Friday night. Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines from Julio's Liquors. Thank you very much for coming in. I wanted thank to. Thank you. I wanted to thank you on the air because, of course, <laughs> we were we had a hard break at the top of the hour. Thank you very much for coming in. Oh for, my
2: God! Thanks for having me. It was awesome, and I can't wait to be back on and talking about our next adventure. Well,
1: when you you're going to France for and you're gonna like tour Champagne region. So we're gonna have to have you on even if just for like a couple of segments to talk about that, because that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Because most people are not doing that.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. So. I'm gonna be making my own wine out there too, so I'll tell you all about it.
1: You're gonna make your own champagne?
2: No, so I'm gonna be uh, in Champagne for a couple of days and in the south of France for the rest of the time. Oh, well,
1: excuse me. <laughs>
2: so, Paul de Say excuse, hi to Excuse the, him Ma. Say
1: hi to all the beautiful people for me.
2: <laughs> I will, I will. I'll Thank be, you.
1: uh, I'll be eating, uh, pizza somewhere. You'll probably customer. be
2: eating calamari over at Margarita. Yes. and I'll be envious.
1: I, I will wait until halfway through your trip, drive to Marguerite's, take a picture of the calamari, and send it to you. Oh, my God. The, just so you, you, so you want to come back. Just <laughs> so you want to come back. So, Tony, thank you very much. Thank
2: you much. so much, Vinny. Thank Anytime.
1: you. Anytime. And joining us now, the lovely and talented Lee from Masshole.Eats, coming in like uh, Papelbon in his prime as a uh, as a wonderful reliever. Thank you very much for coming in, Lee. Ah, uh, no
3: problem, Ben. Happy to be here. How are you? Uh, how are you doing on this evening? Good, man. Thanks. Uh, what's on the agenda tonight? Well, were you li- were you listening to the show at all? Uh, no, I just got <laughs> in. <laughs> no yeah. one ever does. Yeah, it's, it's so. I should have just lied, but I couldn't do that. I no. left
0: the show yesterday midway through <laughs> and left it for Andy and didn't even listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> just went home.
3: You guys, you know how to make me feel loved. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Gotta gotta listen to the trap music playing on the radio these days. Oh God. Right. Um,
1: so I wanted to, oh God, so, um, where do we go from here? So usually we do shout outs at the start of the show. We just had basically an hour recap of, uh, Tony and I visited Westport and, um. Ooh, nice place. So what we did was we went to two restaurants. Then we went to the Westport Rivers Winery. Then we went to the Buzzards Bay Brewery, then we went to two more <laughs> restaurants. And you guys had quite home. the adventure, huh? I was still home by 6 cuz it's g- relatively close. Who drove? Me. Okay. Yeah, she got to drink more. I I had a, a little couple of times. Yeah, it's but, a
3: it's a long drive.
1: <laughs> well, for me it, from uh, Bridgewater was only 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. But uh Bridgewater's pretty far, so It is what it is. So I figure uh, we always do shoutouts. I figure I'd let you uh throw any shoutouts you have, anything recent. Didn't you do a promotion this week? I thought I saw. We haven't run around. around a Tavern. You. Mm, you. What do you want to say?
3: Because I'm not going there till Tuesday. You. You know what? Beat it's, me to it. Everyone, uh, everyone hypes that place up and it it. Well, there's a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, um, so you're going Tuesday?
1: Yeah, so what should I, what should I, wait, hold, I, I, let me, let me open my calendar. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, without my Google Calendar, I have absolutely no clue where I'm going. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Oh, no, I'm not going this Tuesday, I'm going the 21st.
3: Okay, still an awesome time. Yeah. You're not know how packed it gets, but it's super popular spot. Yep. Um, so you've been, you've been told about the place a lot, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Have you been told they're, um, Fruity Pebble Pancakes? Yes, I saw that photo. Yep, those are awesome, but I was, it was my first time trying poutine. So, so wait, did you go for brunch or for – We went for brunch. Oh, okay.
1: I'm and, going for dinner. I guess they're rolling out a new menu, so okay. some, of, some of it may not, may not translate, but that's okay. Uh,
3: definitely check out their poutine because I think that's an appetizer on every menu. Oh, love it. And that was my first time having poutine, and I, I don't know if I'm the only person like this, but do you ever get weirded out by food names so you just never try it?
1: Sometimes cheese and, curds, yeah, cheese
3: curds, yeah, they're delicious. Yeah. Didn't give them a shot till I was forced to.
1: Well, it's they're they're actually more like um the cheese curds in Indian uh, side paneer than anything else. Never milder, had those
3: closer to no. You never had that?
1: No. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff.
3: But yeah, they uh, they basically rolled out brunch maze, so I don't know how nice. much you're gonna be able to try. Their breakfast pizza was awesome. I was oh. the only one to eat all all the slices. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's good, though, right? It's really good. Um, I like breakfast. I love spicy food, and pizza's awesome, so combine all those three. It had Tabasco on it, so that's oh it really? a really nice kick to it.
1: Yeah, I actually i am a fan of Tabasco on um, things like sandwiches, things with, like, a good amount of bread to them. Yeah, I think to, it balances everything it could out. You, yeah. A lot
3: of things could use a nice kick.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I like
3: spicy food.
1: So um, I guess... I, do I want to save this for next Friday when... I think you and the cams are doing next Friday again. Oh, nice. So um I don't know if I want to save this for eh, Charco Guido's. We can put
3: a small plug in now and then... Again
1: yeah, and then. I mean, so... Well, actually, I think they were there that I think we Didn't we talk about Charco Guido's already? I believe we did.
3: Yeah, I think... But, we, I mean, that place is awesome, so you can just talk about it well, as much the, as
1: you want. The, the reason why I wanted to mention it again and bring it up again is... Um, people are still because they try to
3: kill us with food. You're very familiar with. Oh uh, yeah, Louie. I wrote that in the thing. Yeah. The guy straight up told us we're not leaving until unless we're rolling out of. Yeah,
1: time. and um, so so many people took so many photos. I still am seeing people posting new photos that I haven't the seen. The Nutella
3: pizza is showing up everywhere. Yeah, whenever I log on to Instagram or even Facebook sometimes. Yeah, that one
1: was mine. That's a good and one. I ev- remember that. A lot of a lot of us. I don't know. I think it was just because we had so much light. Uh, we bring our own LED yeah, lights. Yeah, you know what's funny? That <laughs>
3: place is like dimly lit too, yeah. and the photos are super bright.
1: Yeah, well, because we were just a game. Like of I think we had foodies. three or four, three or four huge LED lights, so everything was just perfect. Yeah,
0: um, lit. One place I want. Do you guys take that whole like taking pictures? During dinner thing to a way. Oh, I try not to. Can I tell you? Oh my god,
3: I don't even have the light, and I try to do it discreetly. Yeah, because you feel like one of those people who. I've been called so many bad words (laughs) because I get up by like random people. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how
1: bad it is. Okay, Uh, Tuesday night, bunch of us went to the Townsend in Quincy. I saw. I saw. Okay, we had a woman behind us. (laughs) This is. I swear to God, hand to God. If I had a Bible, I'd put my hand on the Bible and tell you this. There was a woman behind us who said she is mildly epileptic, and we were setting her off with all of our lights and photos, and could we please go take photos (laughs) at the bar instead of at the table?
3: I don't know why I'm laughing. That's not funny,
1: but... And when they... You guys that bad? (laughs) No, I thought... Well, because the thing is, it's Quincy. All the guys that own the Townsend are from Quincy. They're like, you know, they're regular guys. They like to joke around. And so when the general manager came over, I'm like, okay, cut it out. Stop joking around. He's like, no, I'm serious. And I'm like, come on. And he's like, I'm serious. And I was like, oh, God. And I immediately got very, uh, very self-conscious. So we, um, <laughs> we had to
3: go to the far end of the bar with all the plates. At least she was super nice about it. <laughs> Yeah, we were. Of course, we were. No, at least she was super nice. Oh, about well, it. she
1: told the. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, she didn't. She, she wasn't like yelling at us or anything like that, which was nice. But um, let me tell you, that place. Um, I would have a panic
0: attack if I if I had a, any form of epilepsy and somebody was
3: flashing. Oh my god! Pictures.
1: Have you seen his LED light? No. Oh, oh I got in the. I should have brought it. In. It's, yeah. It's... So the thing is this. Um, it was not. Um. <clears throat> It's not. It wasn't flashes, though. Like it was consistent light. Yeah, no. But when it's
3: all, when it's like moving around, yeah. Epileptic. I I can see people getting worried. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Yeah, that doesn't seem like something to take chances with. No, 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 not at all. We
1: didn't. We didn't even take chances. So we were very respectful. But I'd never heard that before, and I was just like, oh man, I can't wait to talk about this on the radio, just (laughs) because that's that's my life. Don't set off a poor. Per person has epile- epilepsy. Hey, you got to be prepared for everything,
3: then. So you do.
1: You're going to learn from this. I'm telling you. Total Boy Scout here. A um, couple of things I wanted to mention. All these photos and videos are up on uh, my Facebook, Instagram, etc. on Taste of Massachusetts. Red quinoa salad was awesome. Um, the thing that made it was they def- they put blue cheese in it. So it was chickpeas, golden beets, spice uh, spiced nuts, which they did walnuts. With cinnamon
3: on them and sugar, very good. You can make quinoa taste good. I love quinoa. I love quinoa straight tri- up. No, you I tried it plain with hot sauce. Could not do it. <laughs> I love
1: it, but um, it used to be one ninety nine. Now it's six ninety nine because all the hipsters got a hold of it. Yeah. Oh, I
0: completely forgot. I tried a I tried oysters for the first time this past like raw weekend. Oysters? Yeah, how'd you like it? They were pretty damn good. I was a big fan. They didn't taste like anything when I tried them. So you you don't like uh, peanut butter, but you do like oysters? Yeah, I like most things other than peanut butter, to be honest. I'm a very, like, unpicky eater, and peanut butter I cannot
3: stand. I can't do mustard, Cam. I I know where you're from. I I don't like mustard either. Good man.
1: I only like mild, but um, uh, really quickly, a couple of other things. Uh, Braised bone in pork shank was awesome. They stand it up. And it literally falls right off the bone. That looks great. It is insane. Um, the best thing of the night, and, um, I think Laurie Cam of the Cam Sisters agreed that this was the best tasting thing of the night the wild boar ragu on stone ground polenta with parmesan. Um, I can tell you the photos we had of it, not that great because it's very one dimensional and it, you know, it looks like meat sauce on polenta. Uh, absolutely the best thing I've tasted, uh, in, in a while. And, uh, that's saying a lot because obviously we do a lot of tasting. Yeah, I mean, your feet I, is full of food. Like, I really want to go back just for that. Really? Um, it was so amazingly Amazingly good. Uh, also, their uh, seared pork belly on cannellini beans. I didn't even get because all the animals that uh, I went with uh, just destroyed it uh, while
3: I was uh, at the bar taking yeah, pictures. Yeah, is it rough eating with a bunch of foodies? I'm going to your lunch tomorrow, and I've never had Oh right, there them.
1: Oh, they're, they're, honestly, part of the reason why I wanted you to go to uh, Sweet Tomorrow more than anything else is to is to meet a lot of these people. They're great people. Uh, uh, pretty yeah, much you everyone you I've say met great things about them. Yeah, almost everyone I've met is is absolutely great. But um, even uh, even Chef uh, Alina was uh, met her. She's awesome. Well, she's like, oh, good, Lee's coming. Is she bringing? Is he bringing her father? I'm I can like, bring him.
3: He loves sweet. <laughs> I told him about it.
1: <laughs> well, I said, you know, he wants to get a lot of lot more great photos because he's only gotten you know two or three items so far. So she's she's more than happy to have you back. Um, their pan, uh, so also at, um, the Townsend and Quincy, their pan roasted chicken was amazing. I thought it was sous vide. It wasn't. It's just, um, they, they get, I can't remember where they get the chicken from, but it's, um, it's apparently eats better than us. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, when you put quality in, quality comes out. (laughs) Um, their mussels were great. I stuck just to the white wine and, uh, shallot sauce, and I just dipped probably half a loaf of bread in it. And, uh, for dessert, they had zeppoli, which are basically Italian donuts, which are awesome. But they did a pistachio crumb, burnt orange caramel, like sauce over it, right. and served it with, and I couldn't really eat more than just a taste because, Um, lactose destroys me. Is uh, cannoli filling ice cream? What they do is they make cannoli filling, right? And then they take ice cream, they blend them together, and then they freeze them. That sounds like a wonderful mix. So freaking good, so amazingly good. So yeah, I mean, big thumbs up. And I know they're they. They said uh, I asked them if they wanted to do another one on a Saturday with different people. They said yes. So I'll be definitely sending you guys that email whenever. For uh, for mass whole yeah, eats to cover because yeah, you guys would love that place. Because the, the thing is, it's like comfort meets high end and very
3: very guy friendly stuff. That's a really they weird. But that's a really weird mix, but I see it working. Yeah, and if it works out, it's
1: cool. Well, especially for Quincy, but they have fifty beers on tap. That's a
3: oh yes. List. And
1: I, as soon as they said that, I'm like, really fifty? Because it's not a it's not a it's a nice size place, but it's not huge. Uh, but when they said fifty, I was like, man. Mm. Exactly. So let's just let's take a quick break. When we come back, of course, Vinny's girly drink of the week and uh, so much more here with Lee from Masshole.Eats, Cam from WCRN, and I'm your host, Vincent Erichetti. We'll be right back after this. Of course, that song means it's time for Vinny's girly drink of the week, brought to you by Julio's Liquors in Westboro—not your typical liquor store. Visit juliosliquors.com for all information, sales, etc. Good wine tasting tomorrow. A bo- I can never say it. Bully this, this this wine, this Italian wine that they nev- that no one ever samples. They're doing a two-hour sampling from two to four.
3: Right, so, Vin. I had a question about yes. those. Yes. So you're more cultured than I am. Wine tastings. <laughs> well. I'll Are you actually be- supposed to spit it out, or will people not look at you funny if you just uh, keep slugging them down?
1: In theory, you taste it more if you swallow it. Okay. Or, no, wait, what is it? No, in theory, you taste it more if you spit it, and that's why they do it, because they get more air in their mouth, or I don't know what the hell it is. But you know what?
3: That, Are people a- going to look at me weird when no, I go you- to a wine tasting and just kind of... St-
1: swallow? No, yeah. every everyone, almost everyone, when they... I- I've. I very rarely see people spitting out wine.
3: Okay, because it's, I'm just going based on what this, I see on TV. The
1: other, yeah, but the other thing is, if it's quality wine, you don't want to spit it out. Like, why are you going to waste? Like, if it's a, if it's anything over ten, ten or over, it's going to be pretty good wine, depending on, like, that's the other thing. It's not even related to price. Anyway, <laughs> um, getting, uh, getting back to Vinny's girly drink of the week this week is the PX painkiller from. The Townsend and Quincy, of course, they brought out a bunch of girly <laughs> drinks. I don't know the if PX it was specific. Yeah,
3: sounds like a pretty manly drink. Well, yeah, that sounds say. like a fun drink. Well, right? he,
1: let me let me tell you what's in it. So PX is Pedro Jimenez Sherry, which, if anyone knows, I've like absolutely my probably one of if not the favorite sherry port of all time of mine. Tastes like um um uh uh, uh oh my God, why am I blanking on this?
3: Cam, I don't know if you can see this, but that does not look manly. No, there, there's like a
1: flower oh, wow. in it and everything. Um and they
3: do but it. But it's called the painkiller. Yeah, pain well, because it sounds intense. Well
1: here's here's what's in it. They write prescriptions for those. Yes. Here's what's in it. Pedro Jimenez sherry, orange juice, pineapple juice, coconut cream, rum, and that's generally what a painkiller is, but usually throwing in the sherry adds you know, takes it to the next level. Um Pedro Jimenez Sherry has this very um, fig, like, fig taste to it, uh, which is why I love it so much. But um,
3: it was really good. It sounds awesome, but it's a very misleading name. So
0: they were, so everyone was kind of... uh, I'd be expecting something that was going to, like, knock me on my ears, like a ton of whiskey or something. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they brought out a bunch of, look, there was a lot of whatever alcohol, there was a lot of rum in it. Um and I think when they say pineapple juice and coconut cream I think they mean pineapple rum or pineapple vodka or whatever oh, because it was it was intense but uh they brought out a bunch of straws for us you know they made one for show and then you know you wanted to taste it and whatever and um everyone was like oh my god you're going to love this you're going to love this you're going to love this and so it was still pretty full and I tasted it and I was like this is really good and they're like the whole thing. And I'm like, nope. you finished it? Oh, all right. <laughs> nope. Because I know. That's a, that's a I know, big drink. Yeah, I know how dangerous they can be. But it was really good. There's a beautiful photo of it uh, on my Facebook and Instagram right now. I'm going to put it everywhere else. Um, they put a very nice uh, flower.
3: Yeah, it's top. a real nice, uh, oh, what is Instead it?
1: Instead of an umbrella. No, orchid,
3: right? I wanted to, I wasn't even going to try to describe it. I was just going to say it's a nice garnish to put on it, but it's.
1: Yeah, it's an orchid, but it's pink with white in the center. Yeah, it really accentuates um, the
3: uh, feminine colors on it.
1: Yeah, I think there was a. I think the, to the right of it is a basil gimlet in like a chalice.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: They, they, yeah, you're looking at it. It was uh, it was intense.
3: It was, looked good. Just PX painkiller was expecting something else. What What do you mean? What, what were you expecting? That's, like, a, that's an intimidating name. Cam just agreed well, with me. Oh yeah,
0: 100%.
1: PX is referencing Pedro Jimenez. Oh well,
3: yeah, I know, we know that now.
1: Which is a sherry, which a lot of times people assume is like a woman's drink or a girly style drink or whatever. But like, anytime you're talking higher ABV alcohol by volume percentage, right. like it's 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 pretty intense. Um, but it, it tasted great, which meant they obviously made it properly. They balanced it out. Um, what I loved was it was over shaved ice. This, Oh, did nice. you see the video?
3: No, I did not.
1: They cut their own ice from giant blocks.
3: <laughs> I've seen a. Bu- I've been to a couple bars recently. That day.
1: yeah. Well, they use a hacksaw to to trim it down. That's Jesus. Nice. Yeah, they're they're intense. Like seriously, <laughs> check out that video. Um, people people were going nuts over it. Uh, I think it, it. It's it's just so funny how something as simple as a video of a guy chopping ice, uh, with a hacksaw, of course, sl- uh, literally cutting a giant block of ice. Um people love that stuff. They absolutely just go uh bananas. Nice. So uh Lee, where was it? Um you were just talking about as I was mentioning Corner Grill. There's a barbecue place across the street from that?
3: Yeah, Westside Barbecue, man. I think I have a picture from it, but um it's been there for a while whole and wall family owned. But the nice thing pl- thing about it is in the summer it's outdoor seating and it's BYOB and there's a str- there's a liquor store strategically located next to it.
1: And it's BYOB, which makes it Yeah, very that nice. sounds
3: like a place I'm definitely going to yeah, have to Cam, look into. Yeah, I'm surprised. You, li- you live way well, closer. I was there, just
0: right? going to say. I mean, I've only lived. Well, I mean, I've gone to Worcester State, so I really don't have any excuse. <laughs> I've lived in that house for like three months.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I went to Worcester State for four years, so the fact that I never went there really. There, Within like a mile of there? <laughs> yeah, it's right down there. I could <laughs> walk there. I've walked to parties farther away than that. Wow. 508
1: is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. I'm not in love with Lee from Masshole eats on Instagram in studio with us. Lee, thanks for coming in tonight. Oh, man! You guys, um, I want to kind of give you guys a shout out. Oh, um, nice. Well, because you guys do a great job with your podcast, and I listened. I've only listened to one of them, but that's okay. Only one is up. I, oh, really? Yeah, oh, you haven't our, posted the other one. That was our
3: first episode.
1: Well, I just love the fact. Um, that you're you're interviewing a lot of good people, a lot of people who I've either seen or met, so I know they're they're pretty good. Um, the one I listened to was with Date Seed App.
3: Yep, Mike and Jacob, great guys,
1: and uh, very good concept that they're doing. Great concept that you're doing. So that's the only one that's up right now.
3: Yep. So what we is have, it? We did a couple of interviews already, so we have them recorded, and that's actually kind of the reason why we're going to do an episode a week, because before we we tried a bunch of different formats. We released a couple episodes, but it would be like months to follow up. So we deleted all those ones, and I think we're going to stick with the interview format.
1: Nice. So um, what else? Um, who who have you interviewed? You uh, know, you can we uh, interviewed
3: Boston Food Journal. We interviewed Bon Appetit Mom and The Roaming Foodie.
1: Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, Joey Paisan. Yep. Is the Roaming Foodie. Uh, the underscore Roaming Foodie. Yes, he is. Um, so where can they find your podcast? Were you on iTunes? Uh, we're on
3: iTunes and SoundCloud. Basically just Google, or, um, look for masshole.eats or The Kitchen Table as we're calling it. Very. So <laughs> any, any conversation you want to have over The Kitchen Table, can, we, uh, we do it.
1: You're calling it The Kitchen Table? Oh, yeah.
3: you have any other better names?
1: Um, I don't know. Cam is, like, the master of names. Cam, anything?
0: Name for? For a food... Um, podcast. We
3: call it the kitchen table. The kitchen table.
0: All right, give me one segment and I'll get one.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, I wanted to also... What about
0: knife to see you so spoon?
3: <laughs> I like it. I'll talk to Clancy. I was going to say, that's a hell of a
0: long <laughs> name. That's my dad's favorite joke when we go out to eat. <laughs> he just picks one up and he hand and says knife to see you so spoon. Why don't,
1: why don't you call it hole? Masshole... Dot eating, or Masshole Eats, or Masshole Eating, or something along the lines of the name that you're already branding.
3: Well, we were, it's, it's Masshole.Eats presents you the kitchen table, and then we oh, just- Oh, presents. presents yeah, oh presents the kitchen table. The
0: problem is Masshole and eating are two words that you got to make sure are separated <laughs> yeah. enough.
3: Yeah. And or else what? you might
0: get a completely different crowd You listening. know what, Cam?
3: Funny story, when we came up with Masshole.Eats, I didn't know what word Masshole sounds similar to. Complete coincidence. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, just didn't even realize. Yeah. So. I feel like you could get some interesting uh, people (laughs) tuning in
0: (laughs) by accident.
3: Yeah. Whoa! This isn't what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. When the uh, this special crowd looking for something else. (laughs) God.
1: So, uh, do you you have any other shout-outs, Places you've been
3: to recently? Uh, Let's see. Lincoln Time. We went to. Oh, you you're going to Amigos Burritos, right?
1: Uh, I'm gonna try to get there sometime next week. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So,
3: what do you think of Los Amigos? Uh. Okay. So I take it you've been there. Yes. I I had a great time. I, they Did had the you best fish th- tacos I've ever have had. Have you been to Anna's? No, I have oh, okay. not. People so, always compare the two of them, though. So, so I've been to Anna's.
0: the way that I look at it, me and my buddy go to one or the other every every time we uh, hang out. All right. Uh, Are people doing a blind taste test? Yeah, that's the thing. I already can't really tell the difference. Uh, so I'm thinking we have to do a blind taste test one day. That's the they only way taste- to do it. Almost identical. Really, in like, my opinion, like I, I, I go, I get the same thing at both places. I get chicken burrito, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with like you know jalapenos, some sour cream, lettuce, yeah, all yeah, oh right. yeah, and they taste almost identical. And isn't they're that both a, amazing. That's a hell
3: of a compliment, though, isn't it? it,
0: it oh, it's great. Yeah. They're both awesome. They're both mm. the best burritos I've ever eaten are from Los Amigos
3: and Anna's, and I honestly couldn't tell them apart. Best fish tacos I've ever had are from there. Really? Yeah. Didn't, didn't even know fish tacos could taste that good. Oh, it's delicious. What
1: what kind of fish do they use? Do you know?
3: No, sometimes idea. that matters. No idea, but they had a they had a good spicy kick to it in the sauce. I think. So it's funny. We met the owner Dan, and he actually went in the back and cooked for us, which was surprising. How? But when did you guys go? Uh, we went last Saturday.
1: Oh, so you went after
3: literally we went the, literally day, the after day after the show. After, yeah. Wow! Well, can you Cam versus flute blew, blew them up, so I, we had to go.
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, I gave them a shout out from one of their photos. Yep, and it had like it was it was like twenty thousand views in after two days. Nice, like
0: reach real like it was crazy. The uh, the thing I like more about Anna's is it seems like more of a hole in the wall type place. Oh, okay. I love that about Anna's. Uh, but like I said, they're you, you got to go to Anna's now and I find out what you
3: what you think of that. It's unbelievable. Clancy actually said they taste similar, and he didn't want to make a judgment on which one's better either. So really? I think, <laughs> I think we need to all do a blind taste. Well, yeah, so me that's and my
0: roommate time. just randomly choose one every time we're we're out because we, it, it doesn't matter. Man, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, well, see, right. here's the thing. I've been eating
1: Anna's taqueria since... 1998. Then you need to go to Los yeah. Amigos so and let me know what when. You think. Right. I so want
0: more opinions. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. Because
1: I can't figure out when, which one's better. When I go to Los Amigos, I'm gonna know pretty quickly. Because I'm, I'm not gonna be obviously. I'm not gonna be. Oh, they suck. They're good. Whatever. I'm gonna know which one. And I'm I'm like really You're interested. You're talking up
3: a big game here. I, right? I know. know.
0: I don't know if you really will know. <laughs> I don't think. No, you I, will w- know. I will. No, I you will. won't. No, they're that sh- similar. <laughs> they're Unbelievable.
3: Really, they're that similar. Los
0: Amigos is that similar, and I it took me like three or four times of going to Los Amigos to even get myself to admit that it was (laughs) as good as Anna's because I have such a loyalty to Anna's. You're just loyal to Anna's. That's tough, man. Such a loyalty to to Anna's.
1: After you meet the Cam sisters, I think they're gonna totally break you from your Anna's habits. Oh
0: god, it's so good. I'm I'm thinking of driving into Boston just to have one. It's
1: seriously like you. Well, it's gonna be too late, but. Like, I really, you know what, tomorrow, so, oh, no, I can't, because I have sweet. After sweet on my drive home, Yeah, I could go to Newton and then 95 South to try Los Amigos.
3: That's fair. Are they in Newton? You East? need
1: to text me immediately and tell me what you think. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. I, I love the fact, by the way, Cam, what was the only time you've ever texted me?
0: Uh the, when I texted you the other day. I forget what I said. Like, <laughs> oh, I saw something on Los Amigos on the Instagram and I was like, did you go? What did you think immediately? That was I, my first thought was I need more opinions on Los Amigos. I posted it Sunday
1: at like 7:20. And at seven thirty nine I get a text from Cam saying, How'd you like Los Amigos? If that's the first time he's ever texted you then, no you no gotta no go the there. first time he's okay. texted
0: me not about work. Gotcha. Yeah, just out of nowhere I was like Like that's how intense. Oh, aside he was. from when I was trying to get a reservation at Sweet. But Yeah. yeah. But you
1: know, you went on the one day they were closed. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah, that didn't work. They uh, didn't open the doors for you? No. <laughs> no.
1: Well, as no one was there to open the well, door. Well, yeah, so. I texted
0: him a week before. I was like, "Hey, so it says online they're all booked up for Monday. <laughs> what can you do, Vincent? Can you can you help me out?"
1: And eh, you know, I tried. Um, only so much you can do. Did um, you get
0: to try Sweet at least, fam?
1: Oh yeah, have you gone yet? I
0: have not been oh. yet. I gotta I gotta like find a good time. Like that's a perfect date spot. I just need a oh, girl yeah. to take there.
1: Now you know what? No, you don't. Okay. I don't
0: know.
3: It is a good date it spot, It is a though.
1: good date spot, but you got to go first so that you know how to, like, navigate the Well, like, he's the, taking the our
3: recommendations, though, so, like, technically we're doing our job. I'm doing my hobby. You're doing your job. No, it's, t- hey, this is technically my
1: side
0: hustle. My i got real someone job is- in mind to bring to sweet. It's oh, just, you know, timing-wise,
1: you know. You just don't know if she's, she's sweet-worthy. She's only yeah.
3: available on Mondays, apparently. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's the problem, you know. Mondays. She's, and, is that really the thing? No, no uh, that's not why. I <laughs> was going to say, you're trying to figure out if she's sweet-worthy or yeah, if yeah, she's no, just ha. yeah, no, Los Amigos-worthy.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, which neither – that's not a slight to anybody if they're Los Amigos-worthy.
3: Los Amigos those is, are oh. Those are great tacos and burritos. Like, you got to make sure she's a dime if you're going to take her that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love, I love the worst – you don't know how much time has been now dedicated in my life to Los Amigos. Yeah, they really blew. <laughs> last seven seven th- 736 last Friday, between then and now, like, everything in my life is re- now well, revolving now around like, Los Amigos. Now I
3: think it's appropriate that you should try Los Amigos. Well, to I told... Well, you, it to, man.
1: Here's here's how crazy it was. So uh one of the Cam Sisters was at Townsend. Right. And... Um, She's like she's like, "Oh, where was that place you went to last week?" I'm like, "What place?" And she's like, "I don't know." And so I just opened my calendar and I wrote Los Amigos on next Monday just like cuz it might fit in my schedule. And so I'm like, "I don't know, let me look." And I'm looking on my phone. She goes, "I see Los Amigos <laughs> next Monday." And I'm like, "Yeah, I wasn't going to tell you, but, you know, cuz they're so crazy about it."
3: It's rightfully so. You're t- you just Cam has cool been telling me
1: for months, but you know, you're busy you're running around, client it, meetings. Got to schedule post, video blog, and record well, stuff it's like, for like you clients. know, everyone's
3: hyping up these tacos and burritos. How good can they be?
1: Right. Well, that in
3: gonna find out soon. Though. At
1: first, my thought before I had Anna's <clears throat> Taqueria back in '98, I said to myself, "It's just a freaking taco. It's just a freaking burrito. How good can it be?" Oh, and how then I were had you? it right, and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh my God!" This is awesome. Yeah. Like when I was student teaching, I would go to Anna's on like a Tuesday night, get two burritos, and have one have one there and then one the next day for lunch and tell the students at I forget what it was, it was some Catholic school I was doing <laughs> student teaching at, like this is how far back it was. It was before even politics. And uh, they're like, what's that? Why did you, you bring... Did you make that? And I was telling them, I'm like, no, there's this awesome place. You have no clue. Here's
0: the best endorsement I can give. By the way, Anna's. all those kids that I was teaching are older than you guys. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, this is the best endorsement I can give. I was not even that much of a burrito fan yep. until I discovered Anna's. Because my friend was like, oh, we, we went to a Red Sox game. And he's like, right down the street from my house, there's this place, Anna's. The so, best burritos in the world. So, was-
1: so if I had to twist your arm... Anna's or Los
0: Amigos? I, I literally could not tell you. If I said I have two, you can only have one. <laughs> I would probably do Anna's just out of loyalty. Wow. Uh, just but because that's the, be that's the day it. one burrito place, really, uh, when it comes down to it. Um, but based on taste alone, I, some, I could not.
3: Now, do they even taste different but, like, awesome, or do they taste, wow?
0: I haven't. I mean, I've never had them together. We need to do a blind taste test. Yeah, that sounds um, awesome. But it's I can't tell the difference is, is, from. Is there Nana's Taqueria in Newton? I don't know. I've only been to the I've only been to the two in Brookline. Because like basically
1: what I think is you would have to get them both in like Newton, and then I would like I would have to get them and then drive straight here. Like if I got them at like four o'clock and I drove straight here, then I think we could do it before a show yeah. on a
0: Friday um another thing uh i was watching one of the stupid uh shows on the wwe network and uh it was after it was like they put like a camera in the car yep uh for their ride in between venues and uh they one of the wrestlers in the car was from bc and he made the entire group stop at anna's (laughs) on their way out because he was like you got to go here Uh, Kofi, kofi kingston nice and uh he was like, you know, you have to go. And they're like, oh, we got a long ride. And he's like, no, we're stopping at Anna's. <laughs> and then he, they're like, all right, we'll get it to go. And he's like, no, 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 no. When you get Anna's, you don't get it to go. You sit down and you eat it. Wow, ritual. Yeah, and uh, they all sat down and ate their burritos. And same thing with me and my friend. We always joke. We're like, we must look like maniacs in there because we, including ordering and eating, are in there, I don't think we've ever stayed more than 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> we shove it into our face as quickly as possible. and.
1: It, sometimes you know so uh 871 7000 is the number to join us here Fast Joe tonight final segment when we come back Welcome back, everybody, to Taste of Massachusetts' final segment of the night. And we're going to do something a little different, a little fun. Cam, are you ready to contribute? Sure. Uh, Lee from Massel.Eats, are you ready to contribute? Hit me with it. All right, we're going to go hardcore sports here, mainly because uh, so much news has happened with the Patriots, Bruins, everything. Uh, We kind of. Did a little bit of it last night, and I kind of like the way it, uh, it gave the show a little bit of levity, kind of mixed things up a bit. Cam, going straight to you. We got breaking news. Well, not really breaking. It happened a while ago on the Patriots.
0: Yeah, Brandon Cooks got uh We acquired Brandon Cooks in a trade. We gave up our first round and I think a third round or something like that uh, for him, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm in for that. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. He's hey. going to be that deep threat that we haven't had in a while.
1: Well, I think the other thing was everyone was thinking that we were going to have to give up uh Butler in
3: order to get him, right?
0: Yeah. And, and so we didn't. Apparently, they're still talking with the Saints about Butler.
3: But I really, hope uh, we keep Butler, man. Yeah, and me too. across from Stephen Gilmore. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be insane.
1: I hope they give him a little money. Not not a lot, just something, just to say, look, we, we get it. You. We get it. You're elite. And
0: I don't you're see it sh- happening.
1: I don't see it happening no, at all. I n- no, but like. Of all the guys who actually toes the line, I mean, he's he's been the model player, and you gotta reward good behavior yeah. in terms of in terms of leading by example. It's all about leading
0: by example. But the Pats never do that. I'll
3: give that's you that's not though. the Patriot way. He could oh. have been a footnote just for uh, the Super Bowl thing. Been playing pretty lights out relative. Oh yeah, he's whole great. He's it. awesome. He's
0: definitely worth a good chunk of change. But I I can't imagine Bill Belichick paying him a ton of money. I just can't. I'm not it.
1: even saying the ton. I'm just saying, no, you know, know what? Give him a little bit of a bump just to be like, look, you, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, he can get, he can get sentimental, you know, you've, you've been very, you've been a great guy, and you've always worked hard, and it was only that one time, and kind of overlooked that, and you just want to make sure you know that uh, we love you, man.
3: Like, you come on, he's. he's I, I don't see him saying that, but that would be you know, a lot oh, of praise. Oh,
1: I'm from. sorry, bro. Like he yeah, had frozen a bro with yeah, the bro. Elf.
3: No, oh, you've done good all year, bro. Dude, so uh, Brandon Cooks, he was the fourth receiver on their team. 78 passes caught.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, I
3: he's mean, insane.
1: <laughs> we're so, we're so, but, but he's always lo- he's, he's a deep threat, and that's what we kind
3: of well, Hogan even been, think. Hogan's been pretty
0: good. Yeah, Hogan was pretty good. It It isn't even really that we haven't had a deep threat. It's just we never throw the ball. like Tom Brady, oh, I get terrified Tom every season ne- before we had
3: Hogan when yeah. Brady throws for more than like 30 yards. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, But it's all
0: short passes. But, I mean, I'm very excited. I love Brandon Cooks. He was on my fantasy team this year. Oh, so, you so know. you have, like, an, an attachment. To him. Oh, yeah. I, I, he's been on my fantasy team, too, over the past three years. I do have a bit of an attachment to Brandon Cooks.
1: So the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, who is that who is that idiot that I, t- I came in and I was so upset with just how uh the sports writer, He's just a, he just acts like a jerk all Nelger? the time. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, always him. But, you know um no the uh chef was it adam oh, shefter? yeah yeah he's such
0: a jerk of a, he is a prick he is can you my say favorite that? I, on the air i don't
3: know all right i guess I we just, did, just did. <laughs> it's after
0: nine thirty it's after eight thirty no one cares it's uh, after dark now yeah. so i mean i think i can do whatever i want
3: no right? but adam Schefter, I can say anything right no,
0: uh not anything no. i'm kidding so adam
1: shefter he's such a jerk like i was listening he's like uh Garoppolo's not going anywhere. Did
0: I say he's going anywhere? No, he's not. Yeah. So, I, my favorite thing that he does is when he gets a call, especially on, like, if it's, like, free agent takes, time, it if it's draft down. time, or if it's, like, trading time, he'll literally get up from the table and walk away and answer the phone.
3: Did you, uh, Barstool did a funny thing on um, They said, does Schefter even, like, get, get actual calls? Or yeah, he just is he just doing it for it? a
0: power move? Yeah. Just look how important I am. But he's not important. He's a freaking reporter. He doesn't make news. He reports on
1: it.
3: Yeah, but like everyone tells him though. He makes the news by
0: being such a jerk, reporting on the news. But that's what you gotta
3: be to be a sports writer, though. You gotta make like outrageous claims and have a flamboyant. Oh yeah, you're just uh, if you're just like if you just call it like
0: down the middle, nobody's gonna pay attention to you. You're just thinking you what everybody else. You think what everybody successful? else thinks. What, what's the point of saying it? Yeah. Right. What, what's the point of anybody tuning in if you're just going to say exactly what you think? You got to be that guy. But that they're not saying what the they.
1: But you know they're not saying what they think. You know they're like. Oh, doing that's what, what it's I love about cheek. my
0: favorite uh, sports show is Felger and Matts because they just say the exact oh, opposite of what everybody wants, and I think it's hilarious to uh, no, but listen the, to the callers call in and scream at them the whole time. See, I like um trolling. You like trolling? No, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, I like Zoe. Uh, because he's, and he's amazing. Because he's he's
1: so honest. Like one time he he <laughs> was he's a he's a he's a bit of a homer, but
0: uh yeah, but he's honest about it. Oh, like, he, but he he does love the Patriots. That's yeah, what I of, love about of him. Of
1: course he does, but it's honest. He he really does. It's not like it's not made up. It's not, you know, he he keeps saying, you know, I'm from I'm from uh he's from Pennsylvania, right? He's like, I'm, par- I'm from Pennsylvania, so every time the Patriots beat the uh, Steelers, I always feel bad, but I get over it real quick. But like, he's just so brutally honest with everything.
0: Yeah, he's awesome.
1: He <laughs> was, he was so. Uh, I, th- I think you mentioned between the AFC Championship game and the <laughs> Super Bowl, uh, his some of his cuts on the radio were just like epic.
0: Oh yeah, all you, all, if you give uh, Scott Zolak a good game to call, you'll have. It's uh to play for the next like three weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, crazy my best man. was when he just started. It was we had a come from behind win against the Saints a couple of years ago, and he just started screaming things like "Where's the beef?" and "Show ponies." <laughs> and it was literally, yeah, he's just screaming just at the top crazy, of his lungs. A crazy man! He's like maxing out the mic so you can barely understand what he's saying, but he screams something. "Where's the beef?" "Show ponies!" Just like in a row, no context behind it, just <laughs> random yelling, and doesn't, it was amazing. Doesn't have to be. He won my heart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think my favorite uh, NFL game quote being announced: Chris Johnson was running, running to the house, and one of the announcers says he's got running from the cop speed. Whoa! <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> he must have, did he get in trouble for? I that? don't remember, but I remember I cracked up. <laughs> that is freaking
1: funny. One of my favorite. Um, Jesus. One of my favorite uh, way back in the day. Cam can appreciate this. When, uh, Derek Sanderson was doing color for the Bruins games, and he broke down, there was this really long fight, it wasn't like a brutal fight on the ice or anything like that, but it was really long, and, um, they, they replayed part of it, and Derek Sanderson was like breaking it down, like, um, Like, circling it with the screen. And he's like, see how, with his left hand, he's grabbing the shoulder pad? That's not good, because you really can't get a good punch that way. (laughs) What you have to do is grab the chest, uh, the, the, the loose, uh, the loose jersey around the chest. So that way, when you punch, you can kind of do a little bit of, uh, Wheelbarrowing And you can oh pull him in. Wow. Yeah, pull Oh, he was so funny. Good fighting, too Oh,
0: so great. For, that's for what on I do. The,
1: on, the on the ice. That's Fighters. what I do
0: around the mean streets of Worcester, though. <laughs> you know, just grab him by the shirt, get a nice uppercut nice. in. Well,
1: guys, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Taste of Massachusetts. Uh, thank you to Tony DeLuca, Diva of the Vines. Thank you to Lee from Massel.Eats for coming in. And Cam, great job, as always. Cam, what's coming up next here on WCRN AMA 30? the ultimate culture shock michael savage wonderful so stay tuned for that and uh we'll see you next thursday 7 p.m for another episode of taste of massachusetts